Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. All right. Good morning, everybody. Hey, first of all, could you just give it up for yourselves for braving a tornado? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's actually one down or not, but come on. You guys, that was a dust storm out there. It's great to see you in God's house today. We're so excited to have you come on a great a great Sunday. Uh, it's good to see all your good-looking faces. Um, I am excited because today my lovely wife is going to be joining me here in a second, and uh, she is amazing. We've been married I can't believe for as long as we have been. She's my baby mama. We got four kids together. Like, she's, she's the queen, the princess, my boss, everything. I mean, this is great. So, no, it's, I'm really, really excited today to have her. With that being said, would you put your hands together one more time and welcome my lovely wife as she comes up. I am I'm so excited for this. I, I'm so passionate about this topic. Uh, and, and again, thank you for everybody. Last week, we talked to our married couples. Thank you, everybody else, for hanging in there. Uh, and today is kind of for the, those that are single that want to be married one day. And we get to drop a lot of wisdom. And I'm excited because, you know, the Bible says that wisdom screams to be heard. In other words, God, it just breaks God's heart when we make stupid decisions when we don't have to. Right? Like, I think the Father's like, why are you doing this? You know, like, like, and so wisdom is screaming at us, the Bible says. And today is one of those days that our heart, as we prayed and studied into this week, our heart is to hopefully give some wisdom and let the Holy Spirit use our words and then make it personal to you and bring some wisdom so you might live the full life Jesus died to give you. And that's really the heart of today's message. If you are married, I, I think there's some things that will apply, so don't check out too hard because I, I think there's still some good things here. Let me do the two disclaimers, and then we'll go into question number one. Disclaimer number one today, I feel like I have to set context for today's message. Only the Holy Spirit can truly tell you in the end who to marry. Okay? Pastors are wonderful guides. We're counselors. We'll help you. We'll give you God's wisdom, his word. We'll pray with you. We can't tell you who to marry and who not to marry, okay? Because they might look good, and I might be like, oh, yeah, marry them. They could be crazy. I don't know. They might look like a mess, and the Holy Spirit's like, give it a year. I'm going to work on them, and then maybe he does. Like, we have one friend, good friends of ours. We've been friends for, like, 15 years, and when she first met him, he was on drugs, strung out. And he's, like, been a pastor. He's been on staff. Like, he does a missions work right now. He's the godliest guy I know. And, and, and the Holy Spirit told her, pray for him and wait because I'm going to do something. Now, you got to be so careful because that could have been a disaster. Okay? But in this case, it was God. And so that fine-tuned line of is this foolishness or is this faith is the Holy Spirit. Is this worry? Is this wisdom? That's the Holy Spirit. You know, and that is a bit of a fine tuning in our Christian faith. So even though we're going to give you some things in wisdom today, in the end, you do have to hear from God on do I have a green light for this or not. Okay, so that's disclaimer number one. Um, there's so much there. Disclaimer number two. Let's start with you. Are you the kind of person you might want to marry? Do you have some character? Do you have kindness? Do you have patience? What do you like when the Wi-Fi goes down? Okay, like, so let, let's, start, let's start with you and some of the motives in your own heart. Why do you want to get married? You know, we attract who we are. So if you're like, why do I always date immature people? 
well, I mean, I'm not saying, but like, so I do think there is a sense, have you allowed God to work some of the things he wants to work in your own life, in your own heart? So, so disclaimer number two is let's start with you because marriage does not solve problems. Marriage multiplies problems. Because you bring your problems, and they bring their problems, and now there's more problems, not less problems. And so if you're like, I want to meet somebody and fix all my problems, it does not work like that. I'm so sorry to burst that bubble. You know, I want to meet somebody and be happy and all my problems. It does not work like that. Your problems multiply. So are you problem solving with God, you know, and then into that. Okay, those are my two disclaimers. I feel good. Let's go on. Okay. Now, I want to say this real quick and then we'll we'll get into this. Sorry. One more thing. I want to preface this. Most people will get married. Most Christians will get married. Some people genuinely have the gift of singleness on their life. How do you know you have the grace for singleness like the Bible talks about? You're not fretting all day long. Oh my God, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? You most likely don't have it. If, If you have a desire in your heart to be married one day, it's probably God. There's a few percent of the church body that just, they have the gift of singleness and they're so content. They're so full of grace for it and they're so full of joy for it. And so most Christians, I think, will get married. Some have the gift of singleness, but there's just a grace for it. When I was in college, I was like, oh God, please not me, please not me, please not me. Guess what? I didn't have it. I really, it's like, I didn't have that gift in my life. I didn't have that grace in my life. And so I was like, man, why all this fear? I really didn't need it. Like, you know, let the Holy Spirit just lead and guide. He's good. And the last thing I'm going to say too just because you're single in here today, those of you that are, doesn't mean you're somehow incomplete. You're not half a person, and when you get married, you become a whole person. It doesn't work like that. Jesus changed the world, and he never went on a date. He completely was full of the relationship with the Father. He fulfilled his mission, and he did it all totally single. So you don't have to get married to find something to get to, okay? Like, God can use you right where you're at right now. You're not a half person. You're a whole person. And God wants a relationship with you, and he can use you right now. Yeah, okay, I before really, we get into this. Okay, I really right. believe that as you follow Christ for your life, and you're on your path, and you're obeying what he's called you to do, that the right time God brings that person alongside of you. Because if you're out there looking, 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 where are they, where are they? And you're not living your call and your destiny, you're going to get distracted. So I, I feel like some of the best relationships that I've seen God do are just someone just following Jesus, and then here comes the person, and they're following Jesus too right alongside of them. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I think I want to go off what you said. No. The people that I know that are single, which is very few, that like want to be single, they actually like enjoy it. They enjoy their singleness. If you're like, oh, I want to be married, then you probably aren't called to be single if you have that desire. So yeah, don't fret about that. Yeah, don't fret. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That's my point. Don't don't fret about that. Um, okay, let's get into this. There's so many so many good things today. We got 25, 30 minutes. Let's let's go for it. Uh, okay, what are we looking for? We're dating. We're maybe in a relationship now with somebody. What are we looking for to decide? If, if this might be the person God has for us, if we want to marry them. Number one, do they follow Jesus? Let me start with you here. Second Corinthians 6, the Bible is very clear not to be unequally yoked. And, and the Bible gives a spiritual reason for this, which kind of transcends, I think, culture, right? Like, he's like, do not be unequally yoked with them. Does God love people that don't believe in him? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does he want them to know him? Absolutely. Absolutely. But when you're married, listen, you're going to have two very important relationships in life, your relationship with God and your relationship with your spouse. And if you're unequally yoked spiritually, you will be pulling all the weight spiritually. And God's like, I don't want that for my kids. Now, if you're already in a marriage situation, that's, there's counseling, there's different things we can talk about. The Bible has different things to say. But as you're looking, this is a clear in the Bible thing. 
you know, are they following Jesus? And along with that one, too, we could talk another level of being unequally yoked. There's a difference between going to church and then actively following Jesus. You know, it is the heart of our church that we want to turn everybody in here to like active Christ followers. But that's a big question. Are they actively following Jesus? So I know a lot of Christians that are dating in relationships with someone that is not a Christ follower. I think they're outside of, of God's word. I mean, if you had to ask me, honestly, I think you're a little outside of God's word there. So let's start with being in God's known word. You know, the Holy Spirit will never say something that contradicts his written word. Um, Well, I think we've lost that a bit in the church. So so let's stay with God's written word that keeps our life full of safe and full of grace. So I've always shared this with people that I've counseled and talked to about this very subject of if you're with somebody and they don't know Christ, there's no problem with just separating yourself from that person for a season and letting them develop their character, their walk with Jesus, and then coming back together. So sometimes like, oh, I don't want to like, what if I, what if I get out of the relationship and, and we lose it and I'll never find someone good like that again? Well, my thing is, what if you step back from that relationship and let them work themselves out and follow Jesus and get whole? And then when you come back together, what a more beautiful, powerful relationship you'll have together because they did that on their own without you. And so there's, and say you're not called to be together and you're just holding on to it tightly because you want it so bad, it's still good. Let it go for a season and see if God brings it back or not. No, that's, that's really good. And we've seen it both ways over the years. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen God do so many things over the years, but we can get ourselves in, in, in trouble when we really, really want something. Yeah. And most of us now know this, okay, you're old enough to know this. You and I do not have the power to change anybody. I can't make anybody do anything. I can barely lead myself, (laughs) let alone change somebody else. I have no power to actively change somebody. And so if if you're in a relationship, you're like, well, I can change her. I can change him. You really can't. And it's better to pause and let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do and then see the fruit and the benefit of that one. But I, I think as believers, we need to stay behind the written word of God. Here, here's some things I'm looking for. Um, I'm looking, you know, talking about following Christ. I'm looking for the fruits of the spirit in their life. Like I want to see the fruits of the spirit. I want to see a genuine care to obey the Bible. I want to see a genuine relationship. No one is perfect. We all stumble. We fumble a little bit, but I want to see there is a genuine care to follow Christ. Yeah. You know, do they go to church? You know, uh, do they serve? Do they give? Why do we think we're going to marry somebody that doesn't want to serve God and then they think they're going to serve us? You know, (laughs) I don't know. We're funny sometimes. So it's like, hey, like, do they have these elements in their life? Anything else you want to say on that one? Let's let's go on. But that's good. Okay, I covered that one. Okay. All right. This is a big one for me. Your friends and family, what do they think about the person? Your friends and family, the people that are already in your circle and they love you and care about you. I love this. Proverbs eleven fourteen, Where there is no guidance, a people falls, but an abundance of counselor, there is safety. So you're with somebody now. It's getting a little more serious. You're like, man, are they, are they like material to marry? What do the people that are already in your life and they love you yeah. and want the best for you, what do they think? Yeah. Right? So this isn't your aunt being petty. This is the people in your circle that want to see your life go really, really well, let that person come around your circle and be around their circle and see what they say. I'm going to pick on Michelle and Orlando a little bit here because I love these guys so much, and I I, I use them way too often as illustrations. (laughs) 
But we had the honor of, you know, officiating their ceremony last year. They've been married for a little over a year. And when Orlando started coming in the church, he started serving, you know, and I knew it was serious when Michelle let him drive her car. She won't even let her pastors drive her car. So I was like, No, I literally I asked like, her once to drive her car. She told me no. So. Oh, yeah. She's like so no, flat out, protective flat out. of okay. her cars. And, and I thought, okay, this is real because she let this man drive her car. Like, this is, this is real now. You know, and they're dating. And everyone, as they got to know Orlando, loved him. Mm. Just loved him. And after long, I'm like, Michelle, don't screw this up. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, like, God's giving you something. Like, don't screw. But how many of you know there's safety and the people that already love you and care about you. The Holy Spirit doesn't do anything in the dark. Mm, that's so good. There's no secretive thing that you got to get behind all the people that love you and care about you to like get this blessing. God doesn't work like that. Mm. So what does that safety net around you, what do they, what do they say yeah. about it, okay? So, uh, you just covered all of it. I know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here enjoying it. All right, this next one is yours. <laughs> this next one is yours. Uh, red flags, don't ignore the red flags. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I'll be quiet. You talk. No, <laughs> it's good. It's good. You're doing great. This is huge. You know, I, I've talked to so many women that they're like, yeah, I had red flags, but I didn't listen to it. Like, listen to it. Listen to those red flags. If something's coming up in your heart, like, wait a minute, what, what's happening here? You know, you got to watch how are they treating, you know, the, their, when they go out to eat. How are they treating the waiter and the waitress? You know, that shows you a lot of character right there. You know, how, like we said before, how do they respond when the wife goes down? Or how do they respond when something's going on that's stressful? Watch them. I think for us. In fact, you should unplug the Wi-Fi just to see yeah, how they react. Go. Okay, like, yeah. um, I remember when we first met and we were dating. I'm from an Italian, actually a Sicilian household. Sicilians were a next level of crazy than Italians. I don't know if you guys know any about Italians. But, you know, everything's very loud and passionate when I grew up. Like, we don't do anything quiet. We don't do anything calm. So if something big is happening, we're like, ah! And he comes from a completely different household, very quiet, very reserved. Well, they were before I came into it. Now That's they're kind of a little crazy. I kind of put my flair on there. But, but I remember when we first started dating, we were a couple months into it, and he was going to come see me. I'm in Michigan, and he was in Indiana. And his sister had his car, and she actually ran it off the road. She hit a deer, yeah. something. I don't remember. It was just like, ice. this is literally yeah. like 19 years ago. Ice. Like, yeah. um, so anyways... He called me, and he's like, yeah, I just want you to know I'm not going to be able to come today because my sister just crashed her car. And he's just, like, talking so calmly. And I'm like, if that was my sister, oh, my gosh, my sister just crashed her car. Oh, my gosh. And the way that he responded to that situation, I was like, i got to keep this guy around because he calmed my crazy. And I think that um, that's kind of, like, another whole story about, like, balance in relationships. But... I think that you can look at the good flags too. Like what characters are they showing? How are they responding in situations? And for me, when he did that, I was like, okay, this guy's really good. Um, but now, now I think I've worn off with you a little bit. Yeah, yeah after 20 bit. years, like I think I'm way more crazy now than I've ever been. And she's, <laughs> she's rubbed off so on me. He used to be so calm, but now he's living in I'm an Italian anymore. household with four Italian children. You I know, just kinda, it's, it's not a calm um, house, it's not. But I think that, you know, just watching the person over time and seeing how they respond to situations and giving it time to see that and see what their friends and family say and really taking the full picture in before you make some big decisions in relationships. So. I, let me talk red flags because there have been a few times in my life that I've really been burned in relationships. And and not just, you know, the, the dating kind, but business or ministry or etc. And and I always had red flags yeah. before the car crash in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like so before the crash of the relationship and the explosions and everything, I had red flags. And for me, if I'm interacting and I'm like, oh, that was weird, 
You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm like, that was weird. That was off. 90% of people wouldn't react like that. That speaks to me. And the older I get, the more that speaks to me. And I'm like, let's say I misunderstood them. Sure. Okay, whatever. But if I get a few of those, yo, that was weird. That's, that talks a lot to me now. Because I don't know what's all going on, but I'm like, yo, that's a flag, and I, I'm going to pay attention. So if you're in a relationship and you have a number of like, flag, 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 I don't know what more you need. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the Holy Spirit, sometimes our emotions get a bad rap, but honestly, God gave us emotions. And, and he gave us his wisdom. He gave us a conscience. And if you're in a relationship and it just violates a lot of that peace, you know, that God gives, I think that should talk to us. One of the things about our relationship that from the very beginning, it was surrounded by a phenomenal amount of peace. I mean, just, just a great sense of peace. And before I met my wife, from 12 years old on, I, I was in and out of relationships. So, I mean, I started... I started my first relationship when I was 12 years old. It lasted three hours. I think I've told you guys that before. But I've, I'm the kind of person, I hate being alone. And I've just, I, from like 10 years old on, I hated being alone. And so like, I'm always in relationship. And God really had to work on me when I was in college. And then after a couple of years, I met my wife. And, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a wonderful, wonderful, very life-giving ride. And she's been way more life-giving to me than I've been to her, honestly. If I could just get up here and, and, and tell you, she's been Jesus to me consistently for 18 years. Um, just consistent. Um, and, but there's, there was just a lot of peace. And, yeah. and so all the other flags. But I, I just feel like what gets us in trouble, guys, is we really want something to be true. Mm. And when we really want something to be true sometimes, we violate all these things that God's trying to tell us yeah. because we really want it to be true. Yeah. And I, I think we have to be careful of our desires because if you don't keep your desires and your emotions behind the will of God, you can get yourself in areas where you will experience pain. Yeah. I think that actually the Holy Spirit has spoken to me so many times through those red flags, like, hey, listen to that. And I've, I, almost every couple that I've talked to or that were divorced or went through things, I'm, I asked them, were there signs before? And like hands down, 100% of the time, people are like, yeah, there was red flags before I got married. I didn't listen to it. And so I think that we can learn from that, you know, like listen to those red flags, work things out before you enter into marriage so that you don't have to go down that path of divorce. You know, I come from a divorced home and I knew that I did not want that for myself. I got to do whatever I got to do to make our relationship strong and work on our marriage. You're married in here today and you're willing to work on some things. Can God work on you? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, and you know, they 100%, say, they you know, say that so you change yeah. every seven years. Yes. Like your personality, you change. You have different desires and things. So every seven years, we've seen that. I feel like yeah. every seven years, each of us have changed. Yes, You I know, agree. instead of, like they say, oh, there's the seven-year itch in marriages. Have you heard about that? Where, like, if your marriage is going to work or fail at seven years, you're kind of going to know. And that's because we change as people. Yeah. And so we decided early on, like, we're going to change and we're going to, we're going to love each other through those changes and choose each other every single day. And, of course, there was challenges and things we had to work through. I mean, we got married yeah. so young. We basically grew up together. And so, but through that, we've had to work through things. But it's absolutely worth the work on yourself, with each other. So yeah. that goes right into our next point, which is... Yeah, let's is, go into this. This is good. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. When you meet the right person, there's an ease to it. Yes, there were things that we had to work through because, first of all, we were so young. Second of all, I don't even know. We were immature. Who knows? Oh, totally immature. But it was great. But it was great. There it worked was for us. Yeah. ease to it. Like, it didn't take effort to want to be together. Like, 
we didn't have, like, it was easy to be together. Yes, we had to work through things. Every relationship is going to have to work through things. Like, I don't know if you guys watch Love is Blind. Do not follow that way of <laughs> finding relationships. It's terrible. The way that they interact with each other, I watch it as a social experiment for myself to be like, these people are crazy. But if you notice when watching shows like that, they're trying to make something happen. And they're, and they're, they're working so hard, and they're trying to make it happen because they want to be married so bad. But when you're with the person that God has for you, there's an ease to it. And you're willing to work on it together because it's like, okay, God put us together, so I'm willing to work through things yeah. together. Yeah, that's what I want to say on this point. There's an ease to it, and there's an effort to it. Yeah. And so let's just assume you're attracted, you like them, you laugh at their jokes, there's already a lot of connection, and you're already in the, past the attractive phase, there's the relationship you know, there is a sense of God's peace and just an ease. It just works. We understand each other. I mean, three days of talking, I knew I wanted to marry her. This is a true story. It was a bit like love is blind because I fell really hard <laughs> and really fast. Because, But after three days of talking, I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. And I told my family like a weekend, I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. And, uh, and I did. And I did. And so there we are. And it's like, but, but it's like there, there was an ease and a connecting, you know. And sometimes you just connect to certain people. And I always pay attention to that. I'm like, why do I connect so well with this person? I always try to look for God's will in some of those things because I'm like, that no, the connection just works. Mm -hmm. So there's an ease to it, but there's also an effort to it. Um, because we had the ease and because we had the connection and we had the sense of God, like we also gave effort to it. So when we first got together, I was graduating and she was still in college and she wanted to finish where she was at. I wanted to move to L.A., after I graduated and, and I had some things lined up and I just wanted to get out of, I, I'm from Indiana and I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. You know, I need to, <laughs> so I wanted to get out, but she wouldn't finish school in Oklahoma. And I never in my entire life that I ever say for a single day, I want to move to Oklahoma. You know, like Nobody it just, does. I just, it just wasn't, it's very affordable though. I will give <laughs> Oklahoma that, but I, I just, I was like, I don't want to go to Oklahoma, you know, but I was very in love and she wanted to finish. And I thought, you know what? If she's willing to marry me, man, I'll move to Oklahoma <laughs> for a little bit. And we, I got stuck there for like six years of my life, dreaming of palm trees in the beach. But I, I'm looking at fields, you know, and, but, and God delivered me and moved me to South Florida. So this was great. But there was effort, and she's sacrificed for me. You know, so there's, there's an effort, and there's a willingness for the sake of the health of the relationship to take ownership and work on myself. And, and the same for her. So I'm looking for an ease, but I'm also looking for an effort. If I interact with somebody and they don't have a healthy sense of ownership, we're going to have problems. We're going to have real problems because now I have to take ownership for me and you, and that never works. Yeah. Everyone needs to mature to the place of a healthy sense of ownership. Everybody's got to own their own junk. Everybody's got junk. This is not a condemning message, but I've got to own my junk, yeah. and I've got to work on it with God because it's not my wife's responsibility to make me mature. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was really, really no, good. good there. That's okay, good. All, right. all right. Yeah, I think okay. one other point I want to point out is just the unity of the relationship. Are your lives going in the same direction? And you don't have to be called to do the exact same thing, but are you going together? Like, do you have the same passions and same desires, and are you, are you going down the road the same way? You know, I think that when our lives hooked up, it was like we both had a similar, like, okay, this is where we're going in life. And we just stayed on that path together. Now, if you're on a two separate paths, you're going to, like, grow apart from each well, other. Let's talk about that for yeah. a second, because we just mentioned I was willing to change, move, yeah. go to Oklahoma. So there's effort, but I knew I was called into ministry. I knew I was called to ministry. And some ladies are 
they just don't want to marry a pastor, which I understand. It's a totally different <laughs> dynamic, you know? But she was okay with that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like, she was okay with that. She was even kind of excited about that. And she knew that there was a call on my life in ministry. And, guys, this lady has sacrificed in ways I can't even tell you because of ministry. Sometimes ministry is really rewarding and it's really fun. And sometimes there are very real sacrifices where you just bottom your life out for the cause of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And she was willing to do that. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. On the big things, there's some unity. Yeah. I never had to change the core of me, and she never had to change the core of her. There was an alignment that yeah. was there. Yeah, Yeah, because yeah. I feel like if you agree on the big things, then the small things just don't matter. We always say, like, don't sweat the small stuff. Like, you know, who cares about the little tiny things? That's not matters. But the core of who you are, if you can truly see yourselves together and you can go the distance together, I think that was, that's what really matters. Because if they leave their stuff on the floor and if, you know, all that stuff does not matter, it's not really important. But what is important is what you're called to do and are you in unity together to see each other's dreams be fulfilled you know like for that season he moved to Oklahoma because I wanted to finish college I so bad I was the first person in my family to finish college and I wanted that I wanted that so badly and so he was willing to sacrifice for me and then there's been things that I've been willing to sacrifice for him so it kind of it's a you partnership summa cum laude, right weren't yeah, you yeah, yeah come on come on come on back in the day yeah it was so long ago now <laughs> I barely passed no I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you did great oh my gosh Last, last one here. There's so much we could say on this. I feel like I could do a whole hour on this one. I, I want to close with this one. And, uh, well, a couple things. If you are dating somebody and you have questions, take us out for coffee. And I said that last week. I said it the week before. I'm going to say it again next week. Because some of these things are so specific. You know, take us out. We'll spend time with you. It's our heart until the church gets so large that we just can't physically do it anymore. We want to pastor people. You know, and if you text us and we don't respond for a couple hours, we're probably just, you know, changing a diaper. But we'll get back with you because I want God's people to be healthy. Yeah. And we're not perfect, but we're healthy. And, and we want God's people to be healthy. And that's just on our heart. So take us out. But I, I want to close with this. Remain open to God and the people that love you in your life. I have seen more Christians get in danger when they withdraw and they go solo, they stop talking to healthy people in their life, you know, and then they want to make something happen on the side, and it just rarely, rarely goes well. So remain open. It goes back to that safety and counselors. If you have a community in your life, and they love you, and they want the best for you, include them in a process. And if you hit a red flag where you're like, well, that was weird, tell somebody. You know, and they might be like, well, that was crazy. What are you doing? Or they might be like, oh, you're being a little petty. You know, and that community helps us gauge what is healthy and normal. And particularly if you've grown up in any kind of trauma or hurt or unhealth, that's so hard to gauge what's normal and what's healthy. And again, you can get there. There's counseling. There's community. But remain open to it. We get ourselves in trouble when we withdraw. You know, that's what I want to say. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Anything else you want to? Would you pray for us today? Yeah. And then we'll sure. close. And I was going to say, too, if after service, after we pray, if anyone needs specific prayer, please come up to us. We'd lo I'd love to just pray with you and believe with you um, for whatever you're facing. So, But let's yes. pray. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for every person that chose this morning to wake up and put a smile on their face and come to church. And, God, you know what is happening in each of their lives. God, you see 
you're with them, God. You never leave them. And I thank you, God, that whatever they're facing, God, whether they're married and they're working on their marriage or whether they're single um, or they're in a dating relationship, wherever they are in this journey towards a healthy marriage, God, I pray for them, God, that you strengthen them, that you speak to them. God, just like you spoke to Matt and I to get married, God, that you put us together. I pray that that you speak to your children this morning, God, that you give them a, a yes or a no. Make it clear, God, because I know that they want to follow you and pursue you with their hearts, God, and I know that you answer our prayers, God. It says in your word that if we ask, we shall receive. Yeah. So I thank you. I ask you right now for clarity, for wisdom in their lives, God, that you will speak so clearly to them that, God, that they will find the right person, choose the right person, and, and go towards that healthy marriage, God. I just thank you for their lives, and I pray, Father God, that you open up doors for people that, you know, are, are wanting to that, that marriage. God, I know you give us the desires of our hearts, so I thank you for bringing the right people into their into their path, God, to, to hook up and be a strong couple for your kingdom, God. I just know that our purpose as Christian couples, God, is for your glory and for your kingdom. So, God, I know that you are for us and that you are for healthy marriages. So we thank you, God, for bringing the right people. Thank you for blessing them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 One more time, would you give it up for my lovely wife for being here helping out today. So, great. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing day.